We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. is still at risk from COVID-19. But every time we do the right thing, we're protecting ourselves and the people around us. So remember, we all need to take a step back. Let's make an extra effort to keep cleaning those hands and wear a face covering when you're shopping or on public transport. If you sneeze or cough, cover it or have a tissue handy. And download the COVID Tracker app to help reduce the spread of the virus because COVID-19 is still a problem and we're all the answer. You're very welcome to the Woman to Woman show with me, Rosina Cleric. And uh, a huge thank you to Don Devlin for keeping us all entertained on this cold, fresh, sunny November afternoon. It's nearly the end of November. Can you believe that already? And remember, we are streaming live on www.crkc. And you can text us into studio on 086-353-7782. And you can phone in and Kevin is taking the calls today on 056-7762-777. On this week's show, a little later on the programme, I'll be speaking to one of Kilkenny's favourite ladies, and that is Mary Harrington. Mary, who will be reviewing Neil Fitzpatrick's book, Tell Me the Truth About Loss. Mary, Neve, sorry, Neve Fitzpatrick's book, Tell Me the Truth About Loss. And Neve Fitzpatrick is uh, a former agony aunt with um, Today FM, Irish Olympic team psychologist, and is also the sister of the um, rescue helicopter pilot that went down, unfortunately, and we were all glued to our news feeds about, and hoping that there would be a recovery of um, survivors, but that was unfortunately not the case. So, Nephis Patrick will be, um, her book, uh, Tell Us the Truth About Loss, will be reviewed by uh, Mary um, Fitzharrington. I'll also be joined on one of Kilkenny's favourite other uh, small local traders of Kilkenny and the only locally owned bookshop and that is Tan Kylie and so she'll be talking to us um, a little at the end of the programme But before, and then we will have Sarah Kynes, the outreach uh, worker with Amber Women's Refuge she'll also be joining us and telling us about their 12 days of Christmas bumper raffle, the launch of the 16 days of action, the loop and Ryan Hart uh, podcast that they, they had this morning and the One Million, uh, star, uh, One Million Stars on Domestic Violence Exposition that is down there in McDonald Junction. But before that, I am with Adina from Kilkenny Salt Therapy who is the sponsors of the Woman to Woman show here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Adina, you're very welcome back to the Woman to Woman show. Hi, Shane. Thanks for having me. Adina, this week uh, we are talking about the benefits of salt therapy for the skin. Yes, salt therapy is a natural alternative to help manage skin conditions such as eczema, psoriasis, acne and dermatitis as well. Unfortunately, most medication used for these skin conditions provide short-term relief and sometimes in time can have harmful side effects to the body as well and um, Mm -hmm. eczema is a condition that makes the skin red itchy and inflamed can affect people of all ages 
with baby eczema particularly uh, prevalent. Eczema symptoms include dry, scaly, patchy patches on the skin that are typically itchy. Psoriasis, on the other hand, causes thick, red and scaly patches that are distinctively raised. Dermatitis is a common skin condition caused by inflammation of the skin. Um, there are actually several different forms of dermatitis. We won't go there, but um, all are caused by the skin reacting to allergens or irritants. It's usually characterized by red, itchy skin that can become blistered and weepy. Right, so how can, the, how can salt therapy help with skin condition? First of all, the skin is a mirror to our internal body. Skin irritation and eczema, which appear around the neckline, on the face, especially around the mouth area, usually indicates disrupted intestinal flora, and the body cannot eliminate toxins and extend them through our skin. So exposure to dry salt particles, exposure to dry salt particles improves our skin condition, uh, good bacteria, while stimulating the cell regeneration and exfoliation. The salt that uh, is circulating through the air, uh, you know, in our salt rooms acts, acts as an exfoliant and promotes healthy oil production in the skin. So we recommend to expose the affected area if possible as well while in the treatment room. And as we breathe in the salt, it works to strengthen our overall health from the inside out, which contributes to an overall positive effect on our health and skin. Um, we all know salt therapy is beneficial for every age group. So it's perfect for toddlers and babies with sensitive skin too because they're kind of most affected by the eczema. So it kills bacteria, it's anti-inflammatory, reduces the IgE levels, meaning the immune system becomes less oversensitive. It reduces the, the redness and inflammation of the skin and improves circulation on the skin surfaces. It also decreases the itch and scaling of the skin. Obviously, results may vary between clients and we always recommend they discuss the use of salt therapy with their doctor as well on more severe cases. Yeah. And so, Adina, what are the recommended treatments for anyone with skin conditions? Well, one visit might have positive effect, effects on our breathing, but the benefits of halo therapy need more than just one session, uh, to be honest, in order to really kick in. The full extent of what salt therapy can offer is only put in the spotlight after a couple of visits that actually allow the salt to work and give us the full benefits. Our suggestion is um, to couple the salt therapy sessions with regular bath salts using our natural bath salts um, um, that are obtained by mi mixing natural salt caves with 100% natural ingredients such as um, essential oils and uh, dry medicinal plants. And that can help with skin condition in a much better and effective way. Um, that means greater everyday comfort and self-confidence uh, exposing your skin. Um, just want to mention that we also have a selection of hampers and stocking fillers available on our website, tukenisaltherapy.ie. Um, we'll be uh, fully open now from December, so if um, anyone would like to secure their appointment for December, just to give us a call on 087-356-6467. We'll be offering only private session, and the slots will be going faster, so we recommend them to, to call ahead and book their, their session with us if they'd like to get some um, benefits from salt therapy.
And Adina, just uh, to mention, you mentioned the salt baths and you said uh, they should have regular salt baths. How regular is regular? Well, it depends on each individual. Most of people will find hard to get the time to actually sit in the bath thinking they have to soak for, I don't know, half an hour or an hour. But actually with the salt um, bath, it's only 15, 20 minutes max that you're supposed to stay in the bath because the toxin, the body releases the toxins, but then absorbs them back after that time. So we'll just recommend 15, 20 minutes minutes max two times a week if you can once is better than none you know um but um yeah it it does it really helps um it's best not to rinse after you immerse in the salty water just to allow if you have certain condition just to allow um the salt just to stay on the skin adina people can reach you on your website and your instagram and facebook and you're also on twitter as well Yes, we are. Um, yes, they can DM us if they have any questions. We're more than happy to to answer them. Um, they can call us on 056-774-0993 as well. Well, Adina, as always, um, it's great to hear how salt therapy can actually improve our daily lives and improve our, our health and wellness as well. As always, thank you so much indeed for being the sponsor of the Woman to Woman Show. Our pleasure. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. You're very welcome back to the Woman to Woman Show with me, Roisin Leclerc. The Woman to Woman Show from now on, we are going to have a regular book review club and book reviews. And... uh, we, this month, we're starting off with Mary Harrington is doing a book review for us on the Neve Fitzpatrick uh, book, uh, Tell Me the Truth About Loss. And the, every month, we're going to have a, uh, a book review. And from January, uh, uh, the end of December, actually, we're going to have two or three books reviewed um, every month. But this month, as I said, we will be uh, discussing Tell Me the Truth About Loss. And joining me is Mary Harrington. Mary Harrington, thank you so much for taking the time to come on our book review club this month. We really appreciate it. It's our first book review and we're really excited about this. Roisin, it's my absolute pleasure. Do you know, I suppose during lockdown, the biggest thing for any of us has been a book. Yes. And um, I mean, I was delighted uh, Cannes in, in James Street was able to get me uh, this book, Neil Fitzpatrick, Tell Me the Truth About Last. And I was I was very apprehensive about reading it because I didn't want to be upset, but at the same time I was quite aware of the story behind some of the book. Yes. I won't say all of the book because Neve, in fairness to her, has sold. You know, she she has just given such a beautiful story and insight into her life around the time her sister Dara died so tragically. As she said in one part of it, grief is not just about death; it's about the change and what we lose when things change. And it's it's such a line that any of us can use in our life. Death, to me, you know, obviously is somebody dying. But grief can you can be grieved by you know the loss of the dog or the cat or I mean I I you and I both know about our our dog. I know. And I mean you know people don't understand those things. I mean grief can be the loss of a relationship, the loss of as Neve goes through in this book herself and her husband now ex-husband had tried for a family and it didn't work out so she was trying to deal with that her marriage was breaking down and then her sister died so 
she had a whole pile of different things going on. As a woman, and I, I can I can tell you from my side of it, I would be like her. I would wear my heart in my sleeve. Most people wouldn't know what would be going on. Yes. So in fairness to her, to be able to write this book and set it down in plain English, I think it's an absolute tribute to her. She is just an amazing lady. It's a brave and courageous move as well to talk about grief and because it's yeah. very personal and individual to yeah. every individual. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I say, she, you know, she had so many different things going on before her sister died so tragically. Mm. So, I mean, she experienced the loss of her married, her plan to be a mother. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously they'd failed IVF. They had gone to try and adopt the baby. Then, obviously, the marriage got into difficulty. And then on the 14th of March, 2017, you know, her sister never came home. Can you just remind our, our viewers who may have made, need a gentle reminder of who Nephis Patrick's sister Dara was? Yeah, Dara Dara was a pilot on the Rescue 116 that went down off Blacksod in County Mayo on the 14th of March, 2017. Um, I mean, she was one of, the, I think she was one of the first female pilots, mm. helicopter pilots. And, you know, there was, there was a beautiful line, um, I can't, uh, there was a beautiful line somewhere in the, in the, in the book and it basically says that this is what she wanted to do. And she had gone for, gone to the area and I, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to picture the, the story again, you know, as she told us. And basically, Dara drove her little car into this little gate, and the man said, "Well, if you can get in through that gate, you know, you can actually drive a helicopter." And it was the one thing she wanted to do. And it's the same for any of us. If you want something so badly, you will get it. Yes. And she loved her job. You know, she she there's pictures of her not in the book. I've seen them. I've looked them up online. And she always had a smile on her face. And the helicopter was like her life, you know. And, you, you know, you, you often hear a story, you know, when an older person dies, they died with their boots on. She died with her boots on. She died you know, She flying. loved what she did. She was passionate yeah. about it. She got out of her bed that night to go and do a rescue. And she never came home. And they're the things most of us don't think about. You know, it is their job, but it's still a human. It's a heartbeat going out there to rescue somebody, you know, in the dark night, and you expect them to come home as well. But she didn't, and nor did her colleagues, you know? I think, uh, Mary, we were all glued to the television and the news yeah. in the hope that mm. the that um, Dara and her colleagues would be rescued. We were all yeah. hoping with deep breath and holding our breath that sh they'd be clinging on to a piece of wreckage or on a rock yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and uh, um, again, uh, uh, Neve tells the story that only a few weeks previous had Dara done her next stage of training and you were to get out of the helicopter in a situation kind of underwater and she got out. Her body was found in the, in the sea only a few hours after the helicopter went down and then another few, uh, I think few hours, few days, later her her helmet was washed up on the beach and these are all i mean they're they're such special things for her family you know and i mean every piece of it is like a jigsaw then you have to piece it all together and it's probably for your own sanity really that you're piecing it together to you know to see can you actually see how she lived her last few minutes you know she still was fighting for her life to get out of her helicopter you know and Tried to get home. She had a little boy who wasn't quite two. Oh, Fionn, 
And again, although um, Neve tells in her story, obviously, about the failed IVF and not being able to adopt or, you know, that the whole procedure went didn't go the way they had planned it. But now, you know, through default, really, and uh, she has her little nephew that she and her two other sisters uh, look after. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, from from my point of view, I would see, you know, although I'm not a mammy, I'm an auntie. And it's a very important place to be. Uh, you have the backup, you know, and I found it quite true to life for me. You know, here, I, I didn't have a family for whatever reason. I didn't meet the right person and it didn't, didn't all work out for me. So here, but I have three nieces and two nephews and they're a very important part of my life. And I would like to think that they feel the same about me, that they could turn to me for anything. And I know from reading the book that the girls will be the exact same to this little boy and he will never forget who his mommy is, was. You know, they, they seem to be very connected. There's, um, again, a nice little piece in it. They had their double cousins, right? So the two daddies married two ma- two sisters. The, you know, the girl's dad and his brother married, you know, two sisters. So they have double cousins, so it's like an extended family. And it, they seem to have had a really lovely childhood, very innocent. And it, like, I suppose, there are any of us. You know, back then, you didn't have phones, you were out all day, nobody went looking for you until it got dark, it was the time to came home. Very innocent, very, you know, just a natural childhood. I do feel sorry for the children today that they don't have, you know, able to go all day and without their phone or, yeah. you know, to go five minutes without their phone, most of them. But, you know, there's, there's it, this was just a lovely story told from the heart. And what did you get out of the... I don't want to be too personal or talk about grief, but from reading the book, what were the three main points or or sort of maybe sort of paraphrase three different things that really resonated with you? Yeah, well, you know, Neve, Neve by qualification, is a psychologist. And in her grief, um, she had to turn and reach out to professionals. So, I mean, none of us would know how we would deal with it ourselves I mean here she is a a qualified psychologist and she even needed the assistance of those people so I mean for somebody who's a lay person there's no shame in asking for help Mm. don't think any of us can can deal with these things on our own if you need help you ask for help there is help out there but we actually have to ask for it because nobody knows how anybody is dealing with any situation not just grief you know, any kind of loss, you have to talk to somebody and be it a close friend, be it a relative, be it a professional, you have to, you have to talk these things through because, you know, life is precious. Life is definitely precious. There's no point in, there's no point in, like, losing so much of your life through grief that you will never get back. You know, you can't change what happened. You can change what you did or how you do, or, you know, what was done to you, but you actually, you need to choose how to live now. Like, it's, you know, I mean, these are little things that I think that's kind of the phrase she used through it. Like, you know, we can't change what happened, but, you know, you have to choose how you live it as a result of what has changed in your life, you know. But there, there are fundamental choices that we have as human beings and, Again, it's up to us how, uh, what choice we make, you know. 
But you know, one of the things she she says, and it stayed with me, the day um, they went to Mayo, obviously, you know, to um, to bring Dara home. You know, obviously, you know, she's dead. She's in a mor the, a morgue, and you know, they have to go go and they have to travel from Mayo or from Dublin to Mayo. And she opens the windows in the hotel, and she hears the birds singing. And it's like, you know, Dara's gone and life goes on for other people around you, although this is not normal to you, Yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, we go to a funeral, you know, we might know the family or we might know a member of the family, but our life goes on the next day, but their life doesn't. So this is this is what she's trying to say. It's okay, you know, we're not going to be the same probably ever again, but we have to learn to deal with it in a different way. But other people, just because they're grieving, doesn't mean they're grieving the same way you are for that person. But death, death again, as she said, death is normal, grief is normal. But knowing the person you love is not coming back and that life goes on regardless is like an abnormal situation when it happens to you. So, I mean, her sister was taken from her so suddenly they didn't have, they didn't have time to say goodbye. See, you know, in your life, you're trying to go back and think of what did I do last with my sister or what did I do last with my friend? Or, but in her circumstances, you know, they had spent a nice few days together before this happened. So she had all those lovely memories and um, you know, I suppose you go back and you try to you try to piece it all together again. It goes back to the jigsaw. You're yeah. trying to piece it together, and you know, nobody knows after death. You know, it's all about being kind to yourself then as well. So you you don't have to get up and do something that's normal the next day. No, you, know, you need being time. kind. Be good to yourself, go easy on yourself. It's like, you know, unfortunately, there's somebody every day in this situation and a few times a day, but it's how we deal with it ourselves is how you come out of it the right side. And I'd say, I'm not trying to brush it under the carpet, definitely not. No. I mean, my granny died in 1985 and still she would be a very important part of my life. You know, and I mean, I was only doing my junior cert at the time. So you're going back a long time. But at the same time, she lived with us. She was a very important part of our lives growing up. So don't think just because somebody is not there on a given day doesn't mean that they're gone into your life. It's how you deal with it and choose to deal with it and how you move on still remembering that person in the right way. You know? Yeah, my grandmother died in 88 and I was... um, I think I was 19, 20, 19, and um, I'm still heartbroken how many years later, like nearly 40 years, something 35 years or something later, and I still talk to her every day, and I'm really looking forward to Mary in reading this book myself. Now, Neve has said that she will come on and talk to us. Oh, yeah, how lovely. Wouldn't it be lovely when we have the new studio in Mary and... um, which should hopefully middle of December and uh, maybe we can get yourself in and uh, Neve on the phone I would love talking. to meet her yeah she's as I say 
You know what? I, I Anyone who knows me, including yourself, knows I'm a real huggy person. I'm really missing all those things at the moment. But I think a hug is one of those things that you don't have to say anything. There's no words can help somebody in a situation like no. this. There's no words at all. And even just to say there is no words, you know, and give the person a hug, at least they know you're on their side. Yeah. Every person is different and loss is different to every person. But how you deal with your grief will never be the same as how I deal with my grief. No. So that's, that's you know, our, as she said, your uniqueness in that loss, you know, is, is what makes us special, I suppose, you know. But I'll give you a very funny one. And, you know, I, I loved it. She, um, she talks about being in a, um, she talks about being in a department store and the sales assistant asked her. Now, remember at this stage, I mean, her marriage is split up as well. And she's gone through the trauma of trying to buy her, her home that she lives in, which is only four doors from her sister, you know, where Dara lived, but where her other sister lives with Dara's little fellow. You know, they live there anyway. But um, she was in this department store and the sales assistant said to her if she'd like to smell a new scent from men. It was Christian Dior Sauvage. And it, she said it was gorgeous. It was fresh. It was clean. And she stood there sniffing and she thought, could be a long time if ever I get that close to a man so <laughs> she bought it for herself and she wears it and it's funny it's another thing I like obsession for men right. the aftershave and I buy it for myself it wouldn't be the perfume it would be the aftershave and again it's the same thing it's like you know what I don't have to ask anybody else yes. I have my choice here and it's how you do it and in fairness to Neve, she has dusted herself off and I really thought, you know, she could have curled up and not dealt with it. But she has dealt with it, and I think really, really well. I, I, you know, it's it's very special. I think everybody should read this book, whether you have grief in your life or whether you have had some form of grief in your life. Could be even losing but a job. That's grief her, as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, it's how we all deal with different things, mm. you know. But um, there's, one of the, there's one of the pieces, and... Um, it was Ecclesiasticus and they have it in they have it in the book and it's I'm going to just read the piece. Yes. To every to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend, a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. And it just, you know what? It says so much in those few lines. Wow. And it's, again, different people will get different things out of it. But I... I it's it's so important after somebody has suffered whatever form of grief that we do put everything compartmentalize things you know you don't have to do you don't have to speak you don't have to hug you don't have to you know and everything will come back around and uh, as i say she's just told the story really really nicely you know I, i i i have it's it's lovely and i don't think i will give away the book you'll keep it it's something I will keep and there's little things in it that you will actually go back to but you know another nice story was the um, the helicopter 116 had been named 
Queen of the Sky, Ooh. you know, Banrian on Nespera, and it's, you know, it's here she was really and truly the Queen of the Sky, you know, and again, it's just so lovely. It's so lovely. It's not you lovely know? because maybe we could start referring to Dara, the Queen of the Sky, and she's watching over all pilots yeah. over the Irish sky yeah. and the land, yeah. sky and the land. Yeah, but, you know, she worked on all the different ones. I mean, she worked in Waterford, she worked in Dublin, I think she was Galway. You know, the, there's 116, 117, 118, or 115, I think. But um, there was one, there was another part of it. Uh, they had to go and uh, get Dara's um, belongings from the base. And uh, she had texted some of Dara's colleagues to say that that's, you know, they were going to go do this the next day. And when she arrived in the base here, one of the colleagues had driven from Waterford to be there to support them. I mean, oh, that's, that's just humanity. You know, I, I, I think the line she used was, I saw the best of humanity in the worst of times. I think it's something like that she quoted. And that is so true. You know yourself. Mm. When you least expect something nice is when it happens, you know. And again, another th- another lovely thing, and I think it's a real Irish thing, is the month mind. You're you're dealing with grief the day of the funeral, and people pass by, and you know you say hello or whatever. But f- from the month mind, people expect you to be coming around and feeling a little bit better. Um, but I think the month mind is the time people tell the stories about the loved one, and you hear different stories and. You're building a picture then of how much that person was loved by everybody, not just you, and how much they shared, you know, with everybody else. You know, because you think this person that you've loved, that you've lost, is yours. You know, they don't have this group or this uh, circle of friends, but they have a huge circle. You know, and this girl, my God, did she have so many different contacts. But in fairness to Neve, she had such support when she reached out to get it, you know, that she had to get professional help to help her do all these things because she had so many different things going on at the same time. But she reached out and she got the support. And as I say, the support is there if we only ask for it. And that takes, and, yeah, and that takes, and it's, it's the strength in asking for help, isn't it, Mary? It does. And any of us, any of us on a daily basis, on a daily basis, you know, could do with help doing something, you know, I mean, be it to delegate something, but I think as as a human, we find that it's nearly like we lack something if we ask for help, that we're weak, whereas I think there's an extra strength in, ask, in asking for help. Mm. But, um, yeah, as I said, she has just been, this is beautifully told, beautifully told. Well, it's you know, definitely on my uh, book list uh, ne- uh, when Kang's bookshop opens. Or might actually f- uh, phone and do a click. Yeah, I, I, click I think and they're collect. doing a click and collect. Yeah, yeah and, I think they're doing yeah. a click and collect. So. And you know what? If anybody's looking for a nice Christmas gift or just a, something that they can sit down and read over Christmas, do that time out. Just buy it. You know, can, and I'm sure most bookshops have it, but can, can especially, that's where I bought it, um, and it was. I can't remember, it was during, during lockdown and uh, I had spotted it and uh, they had to order it obviously and it, you know, it just came out and I got it within a few days so it was great and I have I have 
kind of read it slowly. Normally I'd have a book gone in a few days, but I've read it slowly and I've read back over some bits of it. But it's just been really, really nice. Really, really nice. And I think as a result of it, I won't be as hard on myself anymore. And you I think know. all of us reading it will get a sense of personal self-healing as well in reading yeah. the book. Well, I think as a female, you know, um, we have so much more to contend with. You know, you you meet somebody, oh, when you get engaged, when you get engaged, when you get married, when you get married, when you're having children. You know, so it's a cycle and people ask those questions. Or suddenly when you're different, you know, if you're single Oh God, why are you single? Mm. If you're married and you don't have children, why don't you have children? So you don't know what people are going through in their lives. And no. I think we're quick to judge. And uh, I think from a single girl's point of view, for me, I've kind of learned to go, do you know what? This is my life. I live it whatever way I want. You know? And I can see Neve kind of, you know, through her life now, through her experiences, kind of going, you know what? This is my life now. I've dealt with what the cards that were handed to me, and I'll get on with it. But uh, yeah, I think I think what I what I've taken from it is that uh, the card I've been dealt with, or the card the hand of cards I've been dealt with, I will live them, and uh, I do enjoy my life. I have the best of a lot of worlds. I can I can have the children when I want them. I'm truly grateful for my to my brothers. You know that I can have and my sister's dog, so I can have them as well <laughs> how I want to mind them. You know that uh, my mum and dad are still around, and thankfully, you know, please God, for a long time more. Well, Mary Harrington, you certainly got an awful lot out of the book. I did, and as I say, you know, hopefully other people will sit down, you know, and just enjoy it. Just don't be too hard on yourselves reading it. Just enjoy it for what it is. I, I mean, it is a story of loss, of grief. And just because it is doesn't mean they're going to cry. Yes. I didn't cry, but I got a lot out of it. So, do you know what? Sit down, light the fire. If you want a glass of wine with it or a cup of tea, do that and just enjoy it. I, I'd say I truly, truly enjoyed it. And hopefully as a result of it, that I'd be a little bit kinder to myself. Mary, maybe we'll get you in when we can get Neve Neve Fitzpatrick on the phone, have you in studio, in our new studio, and we, maybe hopefully we'll be chatting to her then. But in the meantime, stay well and stay safe, and thank you so much indeed. Thank you so much. You're very welcome back to the Woman to Woman show. And Miles Kavner has just texted in saying, Roisin, did you ever read the book about Lady Desert by local man Gabriel Byrne? We did, uh, Miles, and he was in studio, and we did interview him here on the Woman to Woman show a few months back. On the line now to talk about, I know for me, my daughter and I this morning on the phone, we were just talking about Christmas presents, and we could not get anything online. Everything was sold out, what we were looking for. So... We think now the Christmas stockings and everything else and books. We have Kai and Kylie on the, on the line because Kai's going to tell us what is selling out, what's popular and what are the best sellers. Kai, you're very welcome back to the Woman to Woman show. And thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's and a pleasure. Can I just say, we've had a lot of customers in here ringing in, so we would like to pass the good news on to compliment Kilkenny Library, how wonderful they've been and what a wonderful service they've been giving. What they've been doing is they've been ringing people to make sure that they have books and to make sure that they're being looked after. And it's been a great help for people, especially older people who are living on their own. Exactly. So I just wanted to say how much appreciated it is. How much appreciated it is, is maybe they don't realise it. So I think it's very important to say that. It is. It's certainly our library and the staff over there in, in our libraries as well. 
Ab- and I mean, reading in, in Kilkenny is in Kilkenny is ten percent above the average, and there's no doubt about it. A, a lot of it is due to Kilkenny Library, especially that bookville that they run, which is so good. That is brilliant. And our best wishes to everybody who works for the uh, Kilkenny City Library. Uh, a huge thanks to you for also working as a frontline worker during COVID-19 and looking after us all. We really do appreciate that. Yeah, no, I think it's very important to mention it. So, Cam, we've got about five minutes. So, tell okay. us today, what now, everything's selling out, everything online, and I think everybody's shopping online at this stage. You, what are the books that is going to be popular this Christmas? What's everybody looking for, etc.? Okay, right, we're going to start with We've had a massive success with these books called Little People, Big Dreams. I've That's heard about them. Yeah, they're all over. They are all over Facebook. They're every, everybody's ringing us from all over the country. They've actually made us famous. <laughs> so they are. And, and they're lovely. They do people like famous people like Alice Charles. They do uh, David Attenborough. They do Coco Chanel. And they're so much fun. What so are they? Are they little books about what, yeah. what are they about? They tell you, they're like, they're like illustrations, kind of cartoons, but they're coloury. And they tell you in simple, in, basically in children's language, about these famous people. Right. And how inspirational they are. Wow, that's, it. that's really cool. Yeah, and there are five and a lion out. Well, that's, I tell you, that you, can, you can't be the better price than Karen Kylie's bookshop. Oh, thank you, Roshi. <laughs> now, the next thing then we were going to mention is, Are You There, God? It's me, Ellen very like oh my god what a complete Ashley really very and it's really funny and people need a bit of humour at the moment yes we do yeah no 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 we really do and this will guarantee you good humour oh that's what we all we all want upliftment and to forget about all the doom and gloom we just need a bit of laughter and upliftment in our lives now it's not out yet but next week there's a new dog man coming out right now every single boy particularly boys from from the ages of five to, to ten just love Dogman. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, girls like him too, but boys especially. He's funny. He's got a great sense of humour. And we never really talk reading. We never really talk about boys, do we, really? I'm, no, no, I'm talking about no. me anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Fantastic. And great sense of humour. Great. Now, I do have to give a mention to, I mean... The book has been, it's extremely well sold. The Boy, the, the, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse. Absolutely fantastic book. And it's very uplifting as well. And it's, the kind, it's a book I give to my friends as a present because you can look at it and you can look at it again and it's so beautifully illustrated. So it is. And it's absolutely beautiful. Right. So it is. Now, also what we were going to mention um, was uh, the charity book this year, which is a page for my life. And that is um, Ray Darcy, and that's to benefit the Laura Ling Children's Foundation. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, and now all the proceeds go to the go to the library, go to the go to the charity. So they do. So I always think that's a very important thing to remember. Every single bit of it, from the distributor to us, the salespeople to everybody, hundred percent goes to charity. Oh, that's so what we like to hear. Yeah, and you know where your money's going. Now, don't forget Noel Fitzpatrick. We have them here. We have the new one, the Super Vet, and we also have one for five euros. Absolutely brilliant book. Brilliant. And what do we have then for maybe the men in our lives? Okay, the men in our lives then we have Old Ireland in Colour, which they absolutely love. 
We have the Barack Obama, a promised land. Right. And we also have, we also then have ones like, um, we've tractor books, which are extremely popular. Tractors? Books, yeah, I love tractor books. We have Rory's story. It's about Rory, you know Rory? Yes. You know Rory's story. And it tells about his life before he became famous and how he's addicted to gambling. It's actually a great story and a great sense of humour. And what my own father is absolutely riveted to is Sean O'Brien's book, Fuel, the autobiography. You know Sean O'Brien's from Durham. Yes. Or not from Durham, he's from Tullock, sorry. Yes. Tullock, in just down the road from us. Right. So okay. he is. Yeah, and that's been... And also the arms trial, which, which is very, very popular here because it deals with an era when we had a minister, Jim Gibbons, and a lot of the people know... Um, a lot of people know all the characters in it, and the photographs are excellent. So it's a local, it's a local, uh, a book about local people. I wouldn't say it's, a, say it's a local book. It's kind of about Irish politics, but oh, because, right. but we had because um, it does mention our minister at the time, Jim Gibbons. So people recognise it and know the characters in it. Right, and That'd the be photographs in it are absolutely brilliant. Oh, brilliant! Now the big sellout, of course, is the Luke O'Neill book which we have here at the moment. We've just got a new delivery of it. Right. That is selling extremely well. So it is. And before we run out of time, I just want to check, because you got a good response by the uh, the book by Anna McPartland the other day, and Below the Blue Sky. You still have uh, them books in stock, I believe. We do. We still do. Good. And we got a great response. So we did. And somebody just texted me back about an hour ago and told me how much they loved it. Uh, I tell you, yeah. Again, I think it's hitting a very good point at the moment. As in, it's 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 not too serious, and the cover itself will make your day. It right just cheers you up, doesn't it? Yeah, cheers you up. It's and really you also have the book that um, that uh, Mary Harrington reviewed. Oh, we do indeed. By now, Neve Fitzpatrick. Yeah, by Neve Fitzpatrick. Now that has also sold extremely well. So right. it is. Yeah, but I don't think we should forget because we didn't mention too many bargains. But there's one great bargain here for Fiverr, which is called Fairy, which is called Fair Faces and it's all, it's the images from a disappearing Ireland. It's absolutely oh. beautiful. It's a hardback. Right. Oh, that's good. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would never like to, I mean, cans, as I always say, we, we sell books from a euro upwards and it's for everybody. And I would always like people to feel, I think that's so important. And everybody you want everybody's money. And can you and are... everybody our, can shop in Yes. Canada. And can you are our only locally owned bookshop here in Kilkenny as well. And one of Kilkenny's favourite local traders there in the High Street, just off the High Street. Well, I just want to say as well, Roisin, during this time we have been so well supported. I mean, I have three businesses in Lockdown and I want to tell you the support I've got has been absolutely incredible. And I would like to thank the people of Kilkenny as well because we're going to be able to reopen and we're going to be able to move on with our lives. So well, thank you very much. Well, and our thanks to you for, for, for doing everything that you're doing here in Kilkenny for us, the public, as well. Thank you, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've run out of time, Cam. We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks' time and, uh, and keep up the good spirits. Okay, thanks for meeting, Cam. Talk to you soon. Bye. And we're going to go for an ad break and then we will be talking to Sarah Kynes from the Amber Women's Refuge. So do stay tuned. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. 
We've just had a text in from a listener saying, great interview with Mary Harrington. And it certainly was. Mary is a very popular lady and a really down-to-earth, just a really good, lovely lady indeed. Now on the line, I have Sarah Carnes, who is the outreach worker with the Anvil Women's Refuge. Sarah, the Anvil Women's Refuge has been so busy today. Yeah, yeah, we've been quite busy actually, uh, uh, Roisin. We had um, a webinar, a Zoom webinar with um, one of the brothers, Luke Hart, came on to speak to um, us. So we had, I think, over 125 um, people dial in to listen. So he was wow. talking about his experience, yeah, um, that he that his family had, you know. Um, and for anybody that doesn't know the Hart story, it's, it's really, it's, it's a heart-wrenching story, actually. It's very... You know, it was very powerful, but um, also like very, very hard to hear. I mean, his his father um, actually murdered his mother and um, his sister, nineteen um, year old sister Charlotte, Ooh. and and then he shot himself. Yeah, about three or four years ago. So he he shares the story in order to talk about coercive control, um, and you know the behaviours of coercive control, the effects, and to try and really share kind of some of those things so that people understand um, what happened to him and his family. Because, you know, the father was never abusive in the sense that he was never physically abusive, but he used many of the tactics in the 25 years he was married to his mother to um, control her, you know. So, um, yeah, he was sharing that experience. Oh, gosh, that would be harrowing. But very brave as well and courageous. Really brave, yeah, really brave. Very honest, very... um, just very like a very very nice a very nice guy and very you know just really very um generous with his time and very generous with how it affected him and his family so it's great to see that um you know he he feels he's doing some good out of what was like a terrible you know very terrible harrowing experience um yeah so it was it was it was good yeah very educational and um your manager lisa was very busy down in mcdonald junction today yeah, McDonald Junction. Yeah, so it, like it's it's the sixteen days of action. So we've we've had these few events events to to mark the occasion. But one of the other events is, and I know you've spoken to it before, um, is the um, the one million stars. And I know that Siobhan McQuillan yes. and Lisa and a few of the other people involved in that project have been down in McDonough Junction and, and they have, I think they have 10,000 stars, but they have more stars woven and coming. Um, but they're actually, it's doing, they have a massive installation down there which is going to go on until the 6th of January. And the stars represent love, light and solidarity against all forms of violence. But they've been woven by people from all different parts of the community. So it's been, um, you know, even in lockdown, people have been weaving the stars. And it's a great project to really to come together um, and to express to express that, you know, that, that really this is about ending all forms of violence. Um, and I know on the 20, on Friday, this Friday, the 27th at 10, 10 a.m., Marianne, who's the project founder in Australia, she's actually going to come on with Siobhan McQuillan and she's going to be talking about the project. Um, so if anybody's interested, that interested, they can get in touch with Amber and yes. we can share the Zoom link. And what time uh, is that? That is on 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock on, on Friday, Friday morning. morning. Well, yeah. I'll definitely be tuned in. Brilliant. 
Yeah, because I was, I was actually speaking to our uh, manager, Declan Givens, and I was saying, mm. now we've talked about this before, myself, yourself and Lisa, but mm. we'd love to have Marianne on the Woman to Woman show talking about this with Lisa and Siobhan and yourself. Yeah, it would be really good, yeah, because, I mean, they're, they're such an inspiration. Yes. I mean, she is such an inspiration, and Siobhan has worked really, really hard in getting this project going. And unfortunately, like, I mean, we really wanted to be a lot more interactive, but if you are in McDonough Junction, Dunstall's is open, it's there, and hopefully as, as, as the lockdown restrictions lift, more people will go out and have a look and see, and it's raising awareness. But it's yes. also, the you know, the, the star represents that the hope and the life um, you know, and that, that's one thing that we really want everybody to feel because it is a difficult time for many people at the moment. It um, is, definitely. And you yeah. know what, there's always something, but I always reiterate here on the Woman to Woman show, there's always hope and life after leaving a, a, a domestic violence situation. Yeah. That's it, yeah, that's, that's the important thing to hold on to, yes. yeah, exactly. And also, Sarah, the fact that, too, um, the, the stars are just beautiful when they're all up, even when they were down in the medieval aisle, uh, medieval mile in, down there in the museum, they were just absolutely stunning. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing, and they just look incredible. There's going to be some promotional um, videos of it, so people can actually uh, have a look at it. So, um, and the Lady Desert Choir actually, um, they've actually put together a beautiful piece as it. well, also to mark the 16 days. So they're singing, um, which is also going to be a live piece, and uh, it will be shared so people can go on um, a web page and on Twitter and all that kind of stuff, and they can have a look on the social media um, at what's what's happening. Um, but if they tune in, if they if they want the link and they're interested, they can just get in touch um, with Amber. Give us a call, and once someone shares their email, we can send the link if they don't ha already have it. And when, just remind me again, when is Lady Desert Choir singing? I think it's on Friday. I'm on actually Friday, not 100 percent sure. I, I'm not. Oh, I should know this, but I'm not exactly 100. It's the COVID. Sure. Everybody's doing everything, and <laughs> Zoom here, Zoom there, and Zoom think, everywhere. I, yeah, I think it is actually on Friday, but. Yeah. I love the choir. Oh, my God. Oh, I just gorgeous. love the choir. Yeah. But you know what I'm actually just thinking? Isn't it amazing? Because we've got about one minute left. Isn't it just amazing, Sarah, that Patricia McQuillian must be feeling so sort of, let's say, chuffed, I'll use that word, chuffed, that a thought of bringing the One Million Stars to Ireland, to Kilkenny, and it's actually happened now. It's coming to the fruitation. It's I all know. her hard work is actually happening. Yeah, yeah, it's it's here, it's it's massive, and like you know, the, we've been talking about this the last year. Siobhan's been working tirelessly to um, you know to get it off the ground, and now it's it's here. It's, yeah, it's reached fruition, like you said. It's it's amazing, and it's great to see um, the people that were still you know still working on that project throughout the whole of the lockdown, which is fabulous, really, as a community, the community spirit, the spirit of the people of Kilkenny. And, you know, other other counties have got involved as well, so it's brilliant. Well, you, we're running out of time, but is there any more events that coming up that we should know before next week? Yeah, okay, brilliant. And if people keep, keep um, you know, if they have Twitter, if, they, if they're looking on the social media, we'll have all updates about the Lady Desert Choir and um, all those other things. So um, thanks a million, Roisin. And just to remind our, our, our listeners that, you know what, Amber Woman's Refuge is still open and you're still mm -hmm. open for business and if any woman needs to get away, they give you all a call. 
Yeah, absolutely. Give us a call on our helpline number, um, 1-850-42-4244, oh, 24-7. It's always, um, you know, somebody's always at the other end of the phone, yeah. Well, Sarah, as always, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today, and we'll be talking to you again next week. Okay, thanks. Thanks, thanks for many Take Sarah. care. And that was okay. Sarah Kynes from the Amber Women's Refuge. Uh, I would like to thank all my guests today for taking the time to speak to us on the Woman to Woman show. And that was Mary Harrington and Karen Kylie. And of course, uh, Sarah Kynes. And also a big huge thank you to our sponsors, the Kilkenny Salt Therapy. Do stay tuned. Declan Gibbons up next for Kilkenny today. So do stay tuned. And see you again next week. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. 